Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 60, The Last of Us Part 2 Analysis, with me, George, and as always this week, joined by Tom, Abby, to my Gabby Roslin. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. I didn't see that one coming. Um, Just blindsided uh, you, didn't I? You've been away, uh, if you don't know. Uh, Bobby was house sitting your flat while you went on a tour of Vietnam with your cleaner Limpo last week. Um, but it seems to me like he's vacated the premises and you're now uh, back in New York in your sunny loft apartment, sun beaming in. You've got a little bit of a tan and you've got some of those strange beads on your wrist that say, I'm edgy. I've been on an Eastern, I've been on I've an traveled. Eastern holiday. I've, I'm, I've, I've traveled. I've traveled. Yes, okay. I have travelled. How long are you yeah. going to wear those beads for? Um, until the uh, the next um, Chinese New Year, I think. Okay. So yeah, I've done fantastic. a tour of I've, I've done a tour of the Eastern countries, and I'm back now. Uh, me and Paulina. Uh, so I have two maids. Right. Uh, okay. Paulina, she Portuguese. Out, uh, Spanish. Oh, right. Okay. We've been out shopping for uh, tea cozies. If any of the American listeners don't know what they are, they just keep your brew warm in the kettle. So I wouldn't say yeah, you we've... put one over an electrical kettle. Don't you put it over the teapot? No. Yeah, over the teapot. <laughs> <laughs> Made a mashup of that already, hasn't I? Fire danger, fire danger, fire danger. What's going on? Oh. Tom's kettle set on fire because it was wrapped. It's in fine. Blue. The one I bought, it's nice. The one I bought, it's made out of like the what the F one Formula One racing suits are made out of. So it can go over the electric kettle as well to keep it extra warm. Okay, it's like right. an extra. It's like it's like an extra layer on your boiler tank. If you ever wanted to know Tom's intelligence and range, you just found it out right now. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back. I signed Bobby. I had Bobby signed up to a full-time contract, but that's had to go in the bin because your agent got on the phone and was like, no, he, 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 why has the money stopped? I was like, well, he's not, he's not on the show anymore. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming over. Hang on a minute. Shh, lots of whispering, lots of hushed deals, and then you're back. Yeah. So, you know, someone's the, uh, got to the, pay the, for the that loft apartment. Yeah, the uh, service charge doesn't pay for itself, and exactly. I, I, I begrudge paying it because... They don't really do a great deal. There's no grass here to cut, and it's, uh, they, they empty the bins, I suppose. Keep the uh, foyer. Marble say there's floor no grass polished. to cut, but Bobby said he found some very strange, sort of intoxicating smelling plants growing on your uh, rooftop terrace. Science experiments. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Doc, Doc Brown style. I think you've been spending too much time with Rogan after that frog-licking exercise in the Game Gear special. Did you see me on there? It was one of his shows that he doesn't tend to put out on the... the, out there. Just a private show. All right, okay. No doubt some DMT-based activity. Yeah, smoke some of the weather experiment and then have a chat. Wow. Okay. Well, not advocating any of that on the PG show. He's took it to the very edge as always. Listen, if you're a new listener, you're probably thinking, what is all this about? I came here for Last of Us. And don't worry, you'll get Last of Us controversies. But before we get there, 
Um, coming up, we got some news, Tom. What's your best bit of news that you've seen in the PAX news episode that we've got? I was quite excited for the uh, little bit of Xbox Fable news. Ah, okay. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, and then we've got the feature where we discuss our thoughts in a spoiler cast-like episode of The Last of Us 2, while also wheeling in some of the controversies and our listeners' thoughts on the game. Then the big man himself, the real deal, the reason why most of you turned up, the immortal Stingray. Bobby's seen him, so he's not just our shared fever dream, Tom. He exists. (laughs) Uh, And then the show ends when I ask you what you're hoping to play. But the show begins and can only begin when Odysseus grips that wheel. And I ask you, Tom, what you've been playing? Well, I'm going to save what I've been playing mainly for the feature, obviously, because it's Last of Us Part 2. I have been... uh dabbling in the usual online games, picked up a few wins on Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, God. You love it. No, never played it. It's a free-to-play game. You're missing out. I ain't got the hard drive space. Yeah, if if you've got a spare 250 gigabyte, then you're laughing. But if you haven't, well, you're out of luck. Wow. So, yeah, I've been... I'll tell you what I did do. I'll just discuss this instead of talking about what I've been playing, because obviously that's coming up in the feature. Uh, I had a look at a game that I'd kind of forgotten about due to the real-life event being cancelled, and that's Tokyo Olympics um, 2020, or it's going to be 21 now. So the game is made by Sega, uh, and it's a very sort of classic arcade-looking Sega game. And I didn't realise there actually are Japanese import copies, so I watched some YouTube footage of the events and read a few reviews, and it, it looks like a really really decent game especially one if you've got a few friends around and you sort of pick a country each and take them through the full set of events um it looks quite polished um obviously i guess some events play better than others but there's uh downhill bmx in uh, all the track and field stuff swimming football basketball uh tennis table tennis so yeah lots to get stuck into there i think that would actually be uh, a game i've kind of forgotten about but i'm looking forward to playing next year hopefully if it does finally see a, a western release uh, i'd interested to know your thoughts on uh sort of sega making a little comeback with that game they never went away they're certainly not using that game as the spirit of their comeback but uh i'm, uh, did, I'm no, mildly know, interested by it i would say yeah I, it just caught my eyes like a, a classic-looking Sega game, I suppose. That's sort of, that's what piqued my interest. Um, mm. I know they've never been away, but a few lacklustre announcements recently kind of have deflated them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they should get that out as soon as they can over here. But I get that it's, they want it to tie into the, the proper event at the same time. Okay. I better ask you. Uh, no, no, that's that's it, really, man. I've, I've not had. Um, you are contractually obliged to ask me in return. Now I've had it, I've had it put into your con. I was in the yeah, bathroom well, for a change, and I, I've had a few things put in force. Mm, I, I noticed some of the some of these new written documents that I got sent. Not yeah. uh, not happy. Not Suck happy. it up, right? Suck it up. Yeah. Every time well, you don't do a show, you owe me your wages back. I looked at the numbers when I was away, <laughs> and 
I think you need to. I think you need to just be very kind to your uh, esteemed co-host. Okay, Bobby. (laughs) Thanks, Bobby. By the way, uh, for filling in most eloquently and skillfully while Tom was away. Don't forget, Bobby is the host of Bobby's World podcast on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can get podcasts. Really, and he's known on Instagram as the Chronicles of a Gamer. There was smattering of underscores in there between the words. Makes sense. You'll find him. You don't even need to put the underscores in there. There we go. Um, great content on a daily basis from him. You you tried to ask me what I was been playing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. You don't care, but just sit down, get a pillow while I tell you about <laughs> the video game show host that plays video games. Um, Last of Us, I'll save my thoughts on that until the feature. I've also been playing, um, Sony issued the Battlefront 2 game as a, as a free download. And the online section to me is about as appealing as a dose of the pox. So I played the one player story campaign. Now, do you know what? The bits that between the cutscenes are a bit sort of a, a bit lackluster, really. It's the multiplayer filled with bots and you just got to sort of march through it. But but the story is actually quite compelling. And I finished finished it the other day with James the Work Experience Boy, and we went into the DLC. And the DLC that comes free with it and the actual story of the Battlefront 2, I know it got sort of railed on at the time because, oh, it's not a proper story mode and other stuff. But do you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's actually better than a lot of the Star Wars we've had recently. Uh, the story's got heart, it's got characters you care about, and it's got some unique twists and turns that keep you sort of sucked into it. Um, what else have I been playing? Have you ever played the one-player game? I didn't know I went straight into multiplayer. You don't actually yeah. like Star Wars, although you pretend to. I don't, any- yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I'm, I, I quite enjoy The Mandalorian, but overall I'm just never... I think I've wanted to like it, and I do like the films most of them but it will never be in the same league as lord of the rings did you finish shadow of mordor yes uh the first one and the other one oh good i was was just about to absolutely pull your short pants down and give you a backside of slapping no i finished both them really enjoyed them actually okay second one was a bit um so i've done that uh, I've had to buy a new. I bought a new Mega CD because I tried to fix mine and it was it was beyond fixing. And guess what? My copy of Snatcher works. So everyone go to Retro Game Oy. Labs. He's probably chose to ignore me because he's like, "No, your Mega CD's broke, Sunbeam. Just uh, come back to me when you've worked that out." And it works flawlessly. And the music, the jazz saxophone intro to that game is just magical. Uh, the game itself is incredible. So. Snatcher, I'm enjoying. Uh, I bought Iron Man VR. Got it. Ah, uh, yes. Early doors because it's in the boot this week. Um, that game's not very good. Whoa, it's pretty bold. That game's not very good. I know Sony are going to absolutely uh, stitch me up in lawyers' letters for this, but uh, the loading in between sections. You walk through a door and it loads for a minute, maybe longer. Not acceptable. Mm. Um, 
the story feels forced. Tony sounds fake. Um, the actual flying mechanic feels cool, but as soon as you start to try and fight uh, bad guys in the area, you end up sort of overshooting and and fair play to them. There's no, I didn't get, but I'm quite VR hardened now. I didn't get any sickness at all. Not one bit. Um, but I found it jerky to control. I didn't really feel like Iron Man. Uh, it may be because I was playing it and I was tired. I don't know, but... Uh, Has James played this? No. No. I might put him in it later as some sort of bizarre torture and film it and send it to you. <laughs> uh, some of the... So, like Some of the... I know you like that sort of stuff, so you can save it in your private videos. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it, really. It feels a bit... When I played the demo and I said it had this loading in, I said to you, like, oh, it's the demo, you know, maybe they'll have worked it out. Well, they haven't. It's got worse. And it's a shame because I th- there's some great moments in it interspersed by really long, boring loading screens. It's not mm. It's not Spider-Man, which to me is a system seller. It's an amazing game, Spider-Man on PS4. It really is. It's got its haters, um, but you know, I, I challenge anyone to pick up that game and within half hour not be going like, hmm, I really want this. This is great. The Iron Man, if you've got a VR oh, and the other thing, I went into the local town this morning and I saw it for twenty nine ninety nine, and I almost sicked all over the floor because... Last night I thought, do you know what? You're not really you're only mildly interested in this game. Why don't you get it digital? And I the only option available to me was to download a $49.99 digital deluxe edition with the soundtrack that only works on PS4. Okay, so it downloads to your dash a theme, a static theme. So basically a picture static. of Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> and a couple of exclusive skins. Usually, Sony are on the north step. Usually, you are the Dell boy, but I feel like you—you've just done the Rodney now, where he goes off and sets up on his own and he buys some broken lawnmowers. That's exactly <sighs> what I've done. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have I been playing? Um, a bit more Yakuza Five. Picked up my save and did a bit more of Kiryu's story. I've gone. I'm going to go back to that over the weekend. Uh, and I, I did. I downloaded Stardew Valley. Uh, and I was just about to say. That. And, uh, I saw you started a new stream. Yeah, No Man's Sky and Survival's just too hard to stream. If I'd started that on normal, I think everyone would be lapping it up. But yeah. on survival mode, every time you die, you lose all of your inventory. Normal when you die, you get to just pick it up again. It's no issues. There's no. Mm-hmm. Uh, punishment really for dying so you can explore right to the edge of what's capable and then die and you just reboot and you pick your stuff up and you know this is great Uh, in survival your life support gel runs out too quickly you don't get as much stuff from uh, I don't think you get as much stuff when you mine you don't get as many materials so everything takes longer it's more of a grind Um, yeah it's it's harsh on survival I will keep that on the go because I think there's a trophy I need for getting to the center of the universe on survival. There's also a trophy for getting to the center of the universe on permadeath, which is, is faintly ridiculous if you ask me. But 
there you go. Stardew Valley seems like a quaint little game. It's got cross-play. I've started a save file on the stream though now, so I can't play it in my personal time because I think you've only got one save file, so that's a bit devastating. I have Unless to stop you, know you right different. there. Stop me now. Due to another one of your contractual laws you've had written up while I've been away, mm-hmm. I have to uh, now promote your streaming show. So tell us, or new listeners, where they can find you. Oh my goodness gracious me. Well, they can... <laughs> What's wrong words, with you? Yeah, the words hurt like like razors in my mouth. You can go that. to the show's YouTube channel, so it's it's almost promoting yourself, so you can't... You're can't. Uh, you you're on there as well, so you, you're loving it, really. Um, Sometimes can, I grace that stream with my presence. Yeah, well, you've been on the Streets of Rage 4 episode that we did. Uh, yeah, did. you go to Unofficial Controller Podcast on YouTube. Um, if I'm live, it'll say so in the top left every day at 5.15, unless otherwise stated, and every weekend at 3.15, I stream. Normally try and pick a game that's relatively um, low-key so we can get the conversation going. If you're listening to the podcast, you're like, oh, that that guy that does most of the talking that's really boring actually does a stream. Yeah, that's right, I do. And if you want to uh, put it on to lull you to sleep, there's... Over 50 episodes, I think 60 episodes. I've done more episodes of Minecraft streaming than I've done other podcasts, which is shocking. Unbelievable. Uh, and they're longer as well, believe it or not. So um, I've done that. Done some No Man's Sky. Done an episode of Stranded Deep. Currently doing Stardew Valley. That's uh, where we're at. I don't know what game next. Hunting Simulator or Farming Simulator 19, probably. I, I think the Hunting Simulator could be really good. The new one's coming out soon as well, I think. It was out while you were on your leave oh, of absence. Okay. Yes. Anyway, I think uh, as a yes. video games podcast... News. Oh, and by the way, I am now an owner of... And I will be playing it this weekend, hopefully, if me and James can get the uh, last bits of these Battlefront 2 done. We've got Jedi Fallen Order to play. Oh, have you? Oh, mate. It's great. I hope he enjoys that. Oh, I think he will. Okay. We've it's done that excellent. We've done that bit where we talk about the games we've been playing. And, and like I say, who would have thought two video game podcast hosts actually play games and finish them? If you want a t-shirt that proves that you finish games, don't forget to go to Etsy. Um, oh, Tom, while I'm doing the first news item, mm-hmm. do you want to pick a winner? based on a couple of posts ago of the uh, competition prize. It's time for the news. We scanned the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, I was going to say, I need, I didn't think. No, you will, you will have to, you will have to pick a winner because um, I'm no longer on that social media platform. Apologies. So I won't be able to read the comments, read the first story out then. Um, First up, we've got New Horizons. PlayStation 4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn will point its bow and arrow at both Steam and the Epic Games Store from the 7th of August. Publisher Sony has announced in what is shaping up to be a bold new move for the platform holder, as this is the first major first-party title that the Japanese giant has pledged for the PC. While it's unlikely to be the last, it feels a bit weird right now. 
The trailer centers on some of the improvements you can expect from re-release and developer Guerrilla Games appears to be pandering to the PC audience with all sorts of graphical options, including adaptable frame rate up to 120 frames per second and an adjustable field of view. Reflections have also been enhanced, perhaps paving the way for potential PlayStation 5 improvements as well. What do you think to that, Mike? Oh, no, 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 no. Unlike you, I'm able to multitask and perform several different operations all at once. I can pat my head and rub my tummy and play Stardew Valley with my feet. That's the sort of cat I am while doing a podcast at the same time. Uh, I'm excited-ish by that. I'm glad that some more people are going to be able to get to play it. I don't know whether it will find wide appeal on, on PC. I'm sure it will. Uh, I'm sure there's a million streamers out there who are desperate to play through Aloy's journey and slap it all over the internet with using the photo mode to capture cool thumbnails and then them in the opposite left-hand side doing a shocked face. Um, I watched some of the... I watched the trailer for it and it, it did look phenomenal still. I mean, it looks very good on the PlayStation 4 and it looks just looks even cleaner and crisper on the, on the PC. So yeah, uh, yeah they're they're in, they're in for a graphical treat. Whether that. we get a um, definitive edition, maybe uh, on the PS5, I, makes sense. Yeah, or I whether you put the that. PS4 version in and it gets one of these free upgrades that they've talked about. Well, that's, that's what I'm hoping likely. for because because there's a little bit of it, this is not bonus news, but it's just on the topic of um, next gen games and upgrades. So NBA 2K21 uh, um, has had its price points revealed and a lot of people aren't very happy with them. But with this comes the news that maybe, this might not be the case, but apparently PlayStation 5 and Xbox uh, Series X games could cost upwards of, uh, in the UK, like £65. This does tend to happen every generational leap, and then they tend to peter back down again to probably... To be fair, um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we, us, me and Bobby were going to get onto this, but never did. Yeah. If, a, if a SNES game was $69.99 yeah, yeah. in 1992, and these games take months and months and months to make nowadays, years in fact, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the textures, the attention to detail... Mm. You sometimes wonder why, because most gamers blitz through and then never look under the bin and find that interesting item that you know has been in the game for years. But yeah, you know they're 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 sort of into their craft and they want to make the best thing they can make. And let's face it, we get we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger games each time. Is that value mm, worth it? Probably. I think I I would argue like you big single player experiences that are probably 30 to 50 hours long are worth that money i'd i'd even argue um big multiplayer online games are worth that because if if you look at the hours people put into them um that money to to time ratio is actually really good value for money uh, i think it, it would be difficult for me to shell out like that sort of money for a game like nba because it's a yearly update and 2K are not particularly, I wouldn't. If I've they if they level, went to the higher price point and as to make the pill a little easier to swallow, didn't go DDLC down that and price. And yeah. Mark, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. I think, um, I think that's the way they need to do it. If they're going to have that extra £10, dollars uh, do, do price me, point. Do me a favour. Yeah. 
get Limpo to hold your jaw shut for a minute because I've uh, I was going <laughs> to. <win. laughs> I know your your mouth has got too weak because she just does everything for you now. She even moves your mouth <laughs> up and down for you when you speak. Hope you like well. Run Trelequist. Yeah, basically. So I don't know whether these your your words or hers anymore. Um, before I got distracted, I was on the way into it. I was saying that you should go to our merch, which is hosted by the mighty Comic Pictures, no space on Etsy. And he also produces the week, the monthly prize for the best comment because people comment into the show and we say, oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, and we, as a reward and in, to encourage comments and people to come follow us on the social medias and our Discord and Instagram or Twitter, we or the YouTube even, we ask these people to put comments up and we reward the best one, as I say, with a piece of merch either for the show or just generally any of Adam's fine, fine geek-related prints or artwork. And this week's winner, Tom, you'll be pleased to know for his Game Gear comment is the mighty, the mighty Dubai Jim. Hey! So congratulations, Dubai Jim. Make sure you um, get in contact with Adam the Artist. I shall grace his palm with silver, and you shall have the pick of his store. If you want to be able to have the pick of Adam's store, comment on our posts, ready for the feature each week. Get your comment read on air as a pre-qualifier, and then at the end of the month, we pick our favourite comment and award a prize. On that note, Tom, I want to do the headline for the third item, but I shall read out this next one. A big gam... In fact, I want to do the headline for, for the last two, actually. This bit of news, Tom, a big gamble. The House of Lords Gambling Committee says video game loot boxes should be regulated under gambling laws. The Lords say they should be classified as games of chance, which would bring them under the Gambling Act of 2005. If a product looks like gambling and feels like gambling, it should be regulated as gambling, their report says. And they warn such change should not wait. The government must act immediately to bring loot boxes within the remit of gambling legislation and regulations, said a statement accompanying the report. Loot boxes have long been controversial in video games. They offer players a chance at a randomised reward when opened. To further complicate matters, boxes can often be bought for real money, and the rewards can sometimes be traded. Lord Grade, chairman of the committee, told BBC Breakfast that lots of other countries have already started to regulate loot boxes because they can see the dangers which is teaching kids to gamble. He said the Gambling Act was way behind what was actually happening in the market, but he added that the overwhelming majority of the report's recommendations could be enacted today as they don't require legislation. Tom, are loot boxes gambling? Yes, I think that's a, the right decision. I don't know if this means they can, uh, they'll, they're going to be able to tax it and stuff like that. If this is maybe the reason they might be doing this, but I might be getting my wires crossed. Tom, are loot boxes gambling if they come for free after finishing a level? Is that encouraging a kid to gamble? Th- is that? Are you telling me that someone at it's- EA was like, I know what we should do. Big conspiracy here, lads. We'll have these loot boxes, like, right, yeah. And what we'll do is we'll get a bung off ABC casinos down the road <laughs> and we will get kids addicted to gambling through these loot boxes. What do you reckon? Oh, brilliant idea. Yeah. Cram it into Star Wars Battlefront 2. I don't think it's as sinister as that. I think 
um, the idea of unlocking things in video games has been around a long time, but I think the, the loot box idea is a little bit more gambling based. It's a little bit like a scratch card that's classed as gambling. It's like you, you are taking a, a, a guess at what you're going to get. Whereas back in the day, let's, let's use like No Mercy for an example. Man, you played that game a lot and you unlocked a different wrestler or a different arena or you kind of knew you were going to get something along those lines. Uh, and most of the time you probably read in a magazine what the unlockable item was so you could choose to probably go on that path to get that. With a loot box, it is a little bit more random. Um, a lot of it in there is tat as well. Um, I, I speak from experience with Overwatch. I've never bought any loot boxes on there, but they do have that like, sort of it's just more skins and different shiny colors and various things for for players to to put on their avatar mm. so i, I think it, it, they should be classed as gambling and they need to be a little bit careful because i I've, do think that's going to promote gambling a little bit to to um to miners i've not really i've because i don't play these types of games i've never really been exposed to a loot box mm. you played uh, fortnite a little bit with james haven't you and sort of seen that doesn't have loot boxes, though, does it? Not that um, I think. I think you can. Don't you get the? the is it the V box thing on there that you can then purchase boxes or skins? It's you a similar just, idea. It's just no. That's just a storefront, though. Well, I suppose yeah. Okay, more. That's more microtransactions, I guess, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I'm deviating there. But yeah, going back to loot boxes, you, you, can't, you can't say you've ever experienced some those. Up, some popped up in. I can't remember what I was playing. I think it might have been Battlefront or Battlefront 2. And it said, oh, you've got these boxes to open. And I opened yes, them and I was yeah, so yeah. underwhelmed. It was like, mm, yeah. pop. Like, what's in there? Not interested. I've had people mm, sort of... Pop. Yeah, not interested. Do you know what? I give up on that. It's boring. Yeah. Boring. I, don't, I, I must have probably 10 or 15 loot boxes like sat unopened on Overwatch. And just like, I'm, I haven't got that like addiction or appetite to see what's in them because I'm just not fussed I just want to play the game thing is you so, know you know it's going to be something that they'd give away and therefore if they're giving it away it's worth it, it. Of, yeah it's absolute yeah. tap I, th- I think if um, all of a sudden the PlayStation store or the Xbox store suddenly said we're giving away uh, random free full games in these boxes we're going to put on the dashboard but you have to like buy so many for a certain amount of money then I think you're like, oh, hang on, I'll, I'll take a punt on that because that's there's a bigger prize, a better prize. But yeah, some of these, I'd win boxes. on every single one of those, and it'd be every single game I already own. <laughs> More than likely. Shall Let's we move, move on. on. The yes, the headline here. One of my favourite lines from the original. Your health is low. Do you have any potions or food? <laughs> Amid rumours that a new Fable game might be in the works, Microsoft has been spotted renewing its Fable trademark. The application was filed back on June 26th, and while it doesn't really give much away, it suggests the trademark isn't for current use, but rather intent to use, which Microsoft has also added to trademarks such as Grounded, Everwild, and even Xbox Series X in recent months. It's nothing new for companies to renew trademarks for the IPs they own, so we suggest keeping expectations in check. That said, YouTube channel uh, dealer Gaming 
Dealer Gaming reported back in April that it's new for a fact that Fable reboot is on its way at some point. So let's hope it finally revealed later this month. Mm. Well, I read a, a sort of long list of rumoured um, for the Xbox digital event, which apparently is going to be sometime uh, middle of July, that um, I saw a supposed leaked list of what titles they're going to show. Um, if you if you don't want to know anything about that and go into it completely blind, just show off for sort of 30 seconds while we quickly go through those. But yeah, one of them was Fable. Uh, there was a perfect dark game, um, a new Forza, Halo, uh, various new IPs from a lot of the new studios they bought um, over the past couple of years. They've, the thing is, what I'd say about that is they've got a great chance now to put together, because PlayStation popped, it was a good reveal. Yeah, 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 they've, they've shown They've got hand, a chance now to go back and create this ultimate pop video um fair play to them stage is there so let's uh i hope they deliver fable, i'm, I'm very think, excited to see what they've got my, my only thoughts of fable is i enjoyed the first one i didn't really care about peter molyneux promises about a tree grown or any of that i thought the second one was great the um, second one's very good yeah i thought the third one was terrible um, I'm interested to see it rebooted. I don't know how they can play homage to that rather campy British style of humour while also making it a game for everybody at the same time without making it yeah, a it, hardcore sort of Elder Scrolls experience. They've got a fine line. If they can nail it, um, Fable's a franchise that I've always been quite fond of. It kind of got stumped think, into the ground a bit, though, with that Connect Adventure and the and the yeah. third one. They missed a beat with that third one. They really did. It's it's almost like all that. <laughs> I like the idea that it follows on from like you succeed in two and you become yeah, but the it's king so the references to your safe game file were so oblique. You know, you had kids and family, and then all of a sudden you had different kids and family, and the statues weren't of your character from two. They were something else. And it's like, oh, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have bothered. You should have just done another story about a different character. I think they were wrapped up in that Mass Effect, you save carries on, you save carries mm. on noise. Um, like I say, I, I think I with love it- Fable. I think it's, I, I like the universe. I think they, they really nailed it with two. I think three was a misstep. Fable, the journey was that connect one, I think, from memory. I I didn't like that. I'm pretty sure I had that, and I didn't like it. Um, I think they've got to be very careful with um, the audience now. Could be very different for that game, and I don't know whether it would be seen in the same light it was back when we played them. um, When I had the original... I was an Xbox original owner and that was one of the exclusives that had been hyped and kicked down the road yeah. and hyped and kicked down the road. And when I finally got my hands on it, there was lots of ideas, but there was an awful lot of sort of broken implementation. But for the most part, I, I actually quite enjoyed Fable 1. Um, yeah, I think that's where 2 really refined all of the ideas from 1 and you really felt like, wow, this it's one of my favourite games. I, think. I mean, it's, it's not in my top 10, I don't, I can't remember whether I put it in my top 10 or not. I know it was in the, I had like a list when we did that episode, yeah. our first episode. And um, it, it was definitely in the running. It's a, a very well-made game with some great ideas. 
but yeah, let's hope we see another one. Um, I'll be. I'm all else? ears for a, for a new Fable. I definitely am. I'm not yeah. all ears for a new Halo, but I'm definitely all ears <laughs> for a new Fable. Uh, it's not that I don't like Halo, but ju- they're going to have to do something special with that franchise to renew my interest in it. One was amazing. I bought an Xbox pretty much at launch, the original Xbox, for Halo and PGR, obviously, and and loved my big black box. And Fable was, a, you know, another good game. Halo 2 yeah. disappointed, but I think 3 on 360 was a good game. Excellent game. But, yeah, very good game. You know, I've drifted away from the box a bit, and, you know, Halo for me... I mean, you could argue this is... Um, it's just a franchise, the same as PlayStation has franchises. And the problem, what we've seen and what we'll talk about in the feature is people just don't like a lot of change, do they? But they do. You think, you see is... Well, no, I, I don't. I think the the mass don't like a great deal of change. I think there's a lot of people who do want to see innovation. And no, different I think ideas, what you'll but... find is those that can be bothered to turn their machine and keyboard on make a lot of noise that they don't like change. Whereas probably the silent majority have gone, that was really good. That was, uh, actually do enjoy a bit of change and things getting mixed up. And yeah, master chief story has been told about 6 million times. I'd like for, they're going to bring new IPs, which I'm really stoked for. And I think it could refresh the whole Xbox brand. And I'm, I'm really excited to see, um, what these new studios can bring. Um, there's some big names there, and I think if they could be given free reign, if they rested Halo, this whole series of consoles, I think if they came back with it with the next Xbox, people would be hyped. I just, I don't know, I'm rambling. but Yeah, I mean, no, that's a really good point about resting IPs. I mean, Nintendo's known for doing this. I mean, yeah, we get the core three or four, mm-hmm. but like, no, they have a lot of IPs that occasionally they'll just go back to and think, yeah, we should pull that out or let's give them something new. Or I I think it, it needs to be done every so often. And um, it's hard though with Halo, isn't it? Master Chief is kind of the symbol of, of the box. And I guess, yeah, yeah I suppose so. See, it's see still going to, I, th- I think it would still be a very, very well made game. For me, when um, I think I of the box, I think of Blink's Time Sweeper. But you're a strange individual. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed by the ghoulies and other such Viva Pinata, there you're. I love both of those series. games, so don't you dare. Anyway, before we go into a, a rare love letter, let's move on. What have we got next? Some bonus news. Rawr! Engine noise. Power! That was my impression of Jeremy Clarkson, Tom, but why? It's official. Nacon and the official Test Drive Twitter account have confirmed that Test Drive Unlimited will be part of next week's Nacon Connect event on July 7th. If you want to catch the event next week, it'll be live on Nacon's official YouTube channel at 10 a.m. PDT, 1 p.m. EDT, 6 p.m. BST, 7 p.m. CEST. On Tuesday, July 7th, and uh, we'll be covering all the major announcements as usual, as you can imagine. That's quite Loved. exciting, I thought. We like those, didn't we? Yeah, we had uh, Test Drive Unlimited 1 on the 360 from memory, and I think it, I felt, I... it felt like a game changer, didn't it? 
Mm. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did feel like a one of the best good... openings to a game. Definitely on the 360, other than Amp 3, but definitely mm. of all time, where you get in the car and you drive up to your house on that twisty road. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic, mate. It was really good. I liked it. I think it was a great, uh, different, well, a very different spin on uh, like a car game. Um, uh, for me, I prefer it as well. It, it's very much in the vein of uh, Forza Horizon. Like, I prefer Forza Horizon a lot more to motorsport. Um, mm. It's just the way I, I prefer the, the game to play out and um, rather not be restricted to just the track. So, yeah, I think that that's uh, going to be quite exciting for fans of the older Test Drive Unlimited games. Question, Tom. Did yeah. we miss anything? Do you think the fans think have an opinion or take on the news that we may have missed? If so, how would they get in contact and let us know that you call yourself podcasters? I've seen better paper mache dogs. Well... <laughs> you can you can you can let us know you can really let us know if you want to uh, direct messages on instagram or twitter and you can email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com we've arrived at the midpoint of the show we've arrived at the the peak which is the feature this is what some people tune in for no doubt in their thousands at this point tom because it's the last of us part two the controversies and our opinions this week we delve into spoiler territory as we break down our thoughts and yours on the wider world's wider interpretation of the last of us part two as always we reached out to you guys to see what your opinions are and have interwoven them into our feature Let's first up, Tom, let's get some Naughty Dog facts out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 is the fastest-selling PlayStation 4 exclusive ever, with more than 4 million copies shipped to players around the world in just three days. That's an incredibly impressive statistic, which will only have risen in the, uh, which will only rise in the near two weeks since its release. But here's another phenomenal fact for you. Naughty Dog's latest masterpiece sold more copies in the UK than the entirety of each week's top 10 for June combined. This means that Sony became the UK's biggest publisher last month and continued sales as continued sales of Last of Us remastered Marvel's Spider-Man, Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War helped to boost the Japanese giant up the charts. Sony published titles made up 29% of all physical sales across the UK and 37% of the total revenue. 1.24 million copies of the game were sold during the month of June, making it the second biggest month for sales this year. When you take into account just how well Last of Us Part 2, that's some seriously impressive stats. But these impressive stats aren't enough to silence some fans who have petitioned for change. One such change.org listing has attracted almost 14,000 signatures at the time of recording as it declares the title a disrespect for every fan that waited seven years for the sequel. While the post is laden with spoilers, it describes the story as extremely bad and appears to take particular issue with the fate of a particular character, which we will go into later in the spoiler area. But the creator, Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog, don't seem to be taking this stance against their hard work well. Neil discussed this part uh, at an interview with ex-Nintendo boss Reggie Filzer, mate. Uh, yeah, he's done a sort of small podcast series of episodes. Yeah. Uh, I think you, uh, Neil goes on to say, I think you have to create some separation uh, to say, we made this game, we believe in this game, we're proud of this game. Now it's out there and it's like whatever reaction people have, whether they like it or not, that's fair. 
that's their reaction and you don't fight that he started the other thing with the more hateful stuff the more vile stuff that's a little harder it's especially harder when i see it happening to team members or cast members who play a particular character in the game drugman continued we have an actress she's been playing uh, she's been getting really awful vile stuff because of fictional characters she's playing in the game i just have a hard time wrapping my head around that the thing i try to do is just ignore it as much as i can when things escalate to being serious there are certain security protocols that we have to take and i report it to the proper authorities and you just try to focus on the positives focus on distracting yourself with other stuff but it's kind of just uh, the reality it's a topic like Druckmann has been discussing with Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin. Uh, that was a very good series. Mm. It's a pair work on a HBO adaption of the franchise, which, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, he articulated it pretty well. It's like people have to get educated. This is the kind of the cost. When you're doing something big and you might disappoint fans, there is a cost to it now, which is you are going to get a certain level of hate, a certain level of... Um, Vitriol. Vitriol that you just have to deal with. There is no way to make it go away. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he has articulated that well, hasn't he? Yeah, well let, let's get into let's get into let's get into that spoiler area. Who who I There's one thing I've been dying to ask you, and obviously we've we've probably discussed the game very, very briefly over yeah. a couple of messages. So yeah. now I saw the leaks. Well, I right. We're in spoiler territory now, so please turn off if you if you want to um, if you don't want to know anything about the game. Play the game first, and then come back and listen. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, because going off the leaks, I had it's, it did kind of put a little bit of a like a oh, a spoiler on it and, and dampen the some of the shocks a little bit. But anyway, so the spoilers I saw were there was a second playable character. Um, mm-hmm. who, we, who we'd never met before. Um, they weren't quite sure with the leaks when they said whether she was she was Joel's killer. Joel dies, obviously. That's the biggest one. Um, so knowing these things, as I played those first few hours of the game and, and it kind of started leading up to that point, I was like, oh my God, this is where it's happening. And in some ways it was almost worse. Like my heart was racing. I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. But the way it led into that, the way she bumps into Joel and Tommy. And then it's kind of like they go, they go back to where she's been staying with um, her other comrades, the Western liberation front. It was like, wow, that, that was, I thought that was really well done. I know there's a lot of gripe. There's a lot of gripes against um, people saying, well, well, Tommy and Joel would never give away their names, but they, they just kind of trusted us straight away. I think because of, the situation in, that she, they were yeah. in yeah, yeah I, and, I agree they, they they were on the back foot they were naturally like well thanks for taking us in we appreciate your, your help come come back to jackson tommy's just said uh, chilled on the bar like yeah come back and, and we'll we'll give you some supplies trade some stuff and you're like oh that, that's good but you just know well for me i knew things were just going to go dark as soon as i saw abby there and i was like well it was so articulately gonna... done, I thought, with the reaction, you know, her face sort of like dropped a little bit when she realised that, you know, who these guys were. And yeah, because I think at when... first I wasn't quite sure which way it was going to go because, you know, they're in a desperate situation and she offers to put them up in this in this mansion that they're sort of squatting in. 
uh, as they're making their way south in in the story. I'm, and I'm just really curious to know how that kind of felt because you you have a you would have had a, a reaction of like I don't know did were you completely shocked did you kind of see from I when think... they very first met her that she. She has a confused face, doesn't she? If like, yeah, it's, when, she when, has when... the look of knowing those names, which, which I thought was interesting. Um, again, this is done without dialogue. It's so eloquently done in the cutscenes that you kind of immediately get that sort of idea. That, that horde, the horde chase as well, that she That is, was high um, tension. I tell you, from great, the moment I, I, I started playing it, you, you know, you start playing as her as she's out trying to find someone or something. And your first engage in, encounter with an enemy is as you play as Abby, and you duck a runner and then you punch them. And the physicality of that, and I've mentioned it in previous episodes without giving too much away while you've been yeah. on a tour of Vietnam. I just thought, wow, if, if every fight's going to be as physical as that, this is going to be one hell of a game in, in a way that it's like so viscerally violent, it's almost exhausting. Um, my thoughts about that leading up when it happened, um, it kind of happened very realistically. Uh, and the shot, did, in the did you have a and, sorry, did, did you have any idea that it was Joel she would be after? Or I had a, I thought that's cleaner. what it was going to be. Yeah, but we'll get onto the motivations in a little while, which I think make perfect sense. They really do. Um, is, is uh, that scene as bad as? you're a bad dad scene. No, I didn't think so. No, it's no. because the world's a bit more violent and, and these things aren't unseen in the last of us. I, I mean, one thing I'd say about people are, oh, I refuse to play anymore after Joel died. Like, well, really brave of a franchise to take a character and do that in video games. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. And, and yeah. secondly, is, is game of Thrones terrible? Is game of Thrones terrible? No, it's, it's, it's really awesome. Apart from a couple of lackluster last two seasons, and what made that awesome? Well, they killed off characters. You know, they took Limpo, who's obviously angered Tom's hound, um, but they took characters and they bumped them off. Imagine if you watched series one of Game of Thrones and were like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. I really like Sean Bean in this. And then he dies. Do you never watch another episode of Game of Thrones again? Yeah, exactly. Are people um, that a- weak <laughs> and that sort of... I don't know, precious about a character. If you like Joel so much, go and play Last of Us 1 again. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't it's, make it's, any it's, sense it's, to me. No, I think from what we'd seen of, of just gameplay footage, we kind of knew it would be more Ellie-centric on, on the story. And They've I think never been unclear of, about the fact that we've only ever yeah. seen Ellie played. Uh, yeah. Or Abby. And I just find... I can't get my head around someone not liking a game because a character gets killed in it. And and also it's ridiculous. Did, yeah, but they used we, his death and the weight that carried to sort of inspire you to play through, and then to sort of add even more weight to the decisions that get made towards the back end of the game. I just thought they didn't waste his death at all. They used the sort of narrative of it to make it absolutely worth something. And those that stopped playing immediately after Joel died, 
I'm sorry, I'm not even going to get on the fence. You're an absolute loser. Yeah. Why not see it through? You walk out of a film because your favourite character dies? What if... <laughs> What if he came back to life? That, just, that just seems way. to be, yeah, that just seems to be the bizarre culture at the minute, doesn't it? Of like, if I don't like that, I'm going to just be unhappy with it and let everyone else know and just hate on it. But why just, not? Why not finish it? It'd be like getting two yeah. pages into a book and someone dying that was <laughs> you liked in the previous book and throwing down the rest of the twenty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand words and saying it's nonsense. Well, how do you know it's nonsense? You don't know how it ends yet. And when it's we it, get when we get to discussing the ending, oh my goodness gracious me! You have to play it through because what you think was right and what you think was wrong all becomes such a shade of grey in this hyper violent world that I mean we've talked about it and we'll maybe we'll skip to the end section. Well, we won't yet, but obviously you then yeah you then I think. If you'd had, if there'd been no spoilers, you would have played to that point. You'd have been incensed, and you'd have thought Abby's the bad guy. Okay, mm. I'm going to play as Ellie now. I'm going to go all the way through this world. It's quite formulaic, and I'm going to take Abby down, and that's the end of the game. Right? That 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 would have been that would have been fine. But they were braver than that, because then you get to play as Abby, and you find out why she went all the way where she did to kill Joel, motivated by. Now, I've heard this theme, how the first game was all about love, and it was about, it was what powered. for those, yeah. Yeah, it was powered by Joel's sort of love of his daughter, who he lost, and then his developing relationship and, and paternal love of Ellie, which caused him to decide that her life was more important than thousands of others, um, where um, Ellie could have, been used to provide a virus but uh, virus protection but it would have killed her um in this one this game's motivated by hate first of all the hate that we have towards abby uh and as ellie we play incensed really in a desperate attempt to extract our revenge on abby and then we then in a flip find out that abby's father is the doctor you kill when as Joel, you go into that room to save Ellie and her motivation was to find Joel and kill him because she hated him for taking her dad. And I Exactly. Um, I mean, the, the, the way that is dealt with as well, I just don't get how people see that as, like we see her dad as like a, a, a kind man, really. Yeah, he's, we don't get to spend much time with him, but... He sort of frees a zebra that's trapped in the overgrown zoo that we visit as uh, as Joel and Ellie. Yeah, oh, um, mate. And he's, yeah, he's, that, he's, yeah. he's a he's a he's trying to hammer home the fact that this is a good guy. He's a thoroughly he's, decent he's, chap, and she's a good girl as well. A, yeah, he's he's making a, a unbelievable decision, which in this world, in this story, would shape the future of humanity. And mm. it's like one girl's life weighed against the rest of. And I love the fact that they hammer home Joel's perspective of like, if I had the opportunity, I'd do it all the same. Yeah. All the yeah. same again. Yeah. And I wouldn't make any different. I think that that portrays Joel's character as who he is. And, and it's really good. Like a lot of it, if that was my child, I'd be the same. Um, and oh, I'm sure absolutely. a lot of people would agree. Um, but the other thing I don't get touching on Abby, when those leaks came out, a lot of them were like, saying we, she was transgender because of her, her size. Now, if you're telling me, so she's not, this is this is cleared up and it's very obvious she's not. 
But if you're telling me you find your dad in dead in this hospital, half of your like group of soldiers or whatever the fireflies decimated, left mm. for dead, killed, brutally beaten up in, in some instances. You're not going to train yourself to be like physically very, very strong. Well, and, also, and, mate, and in, a, in, a, in a world where all automation and reliance on technology has been removed, okay, yeah, 100%, you're gonna yeah. and and you're a soldier on the front line of the of the battle yeah. with not only marauding gangs, uh, yeah. massive hordes of undead, and obviously, you know, all the other stuff that goes on in this world. Uh, are you not going to be carrying a gun? Are you not going to get big arms? You're climbing exactly. around in a physical yeah. environment. Are you not going to get yeah. big shoulders? Yeah. I didn't and find perfect- that. It, it makes yeah. perfect sense because she's completely in sort of coordination. I saw some people saying that her, her, her breasts weren't very big. And it's like, so? Not everybody's yeah. are. If we, had a, if we had a character now that looked like... Um, if they made a modern interpretation of the original Tomb Raider and had her with the same proportions, that same character, those same people would be shouting down that character, saying, "Oh, look, yeah. at it. that's ridiculous." Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, Abby is a real, uh, is a really great character. She's well acted. You know, I actually ended up really liking Abby. I'm sorry, I'm saying it out loud. No, now. I, 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 I thought I, she, in the end, I empathised with her probably way more than I did with Ellie, whose blind rage at times made no sense. I think um, they're very different characters and, and very well acted in different ways. Um, like you say, Ellie is, is more rage-based. She's, I think, more immature in a way that she's yeah. she makes rash decisions and she, she can see Joel's influence in her. The yeah. way she says to Tommy... If that was me or you who would have died, Joel would be halfway mm-hmm. to Seattle. She has that like anger and, and sort of I've got to get revenge for that. Abby's got that, but you can see a bit more level headedness in the way she does things. And the mm-hmm. fact that during when she kills Joel, they let um Tommy and Ellie live. Mm. And I think that shows the sort of people they are. Um well, some of them are obviously more aggressive, violent in nature, but like uh, Owen and, and Abby are very much like, no, just just leave them. They, they're not involved in this. And it's about like that. They just, they just want revenge on Joel for what he's done to Abby's dad. And that makes sense. And mm-hmm. so does Ellie's revenge mission. Like Joel is like a father figure to her. And also we learn she kind of finds out that Joel lied to her and, she never really had that chance to forgive him fully. They were starting do you think, to build bridges. Uh, do you think this game would have reviewed as well? I thought, I thought that let's get to the gameplay mechanics quickly. I thought it was very much more of the same from Last of Us, which is a means to end, yeah. much like Uncharted, yeah. to tell a story. Um, I wasn't that inspired by the the gameplay, so to speak. It was very much like. Here we go again. There were some changes that I enjoyed, and I actually thought, you know, I'm not saying Last of Us was a bad game. I did enjoy it, and it's one of my, it's one of those ones that's right up there. So it was, more, it was a finessed version of the first one, which was enjoyable enough to play, but it wasn't shaking the ground. The story was what kept me going. It was incredible. I was moved. Yeah. From the moment when um, you start off the game, really, as Joel, and you 
kind of doing a recap for your brother Tommy, which is also useful for people who might not have played the first yeah. game. And you yeah, take a, a nice you take uh, Ellie a guitar, and he plays those lines of like, "If I was to ever lose you." You know, and it, yeah. I, I was like, you could see the awkwardness between a teenager and, a, uh, you know, an, an older father figure. And, yeah, you know, there was that sort of just the awkwardness left unsaid and breaking character for a moment. You know, I've got a young daughter and it really hit home. And I was like, oh, Christ, yeah. this, this is moving. This this is really, you know, as as you grow older, there's no guarantee that you're going to grow together if that makes sense yeah Uh, yeah yeah children become their own people and they might end up with massively different opinions to you and yeah you know to see that explored on the screen i was like oh wow that's that's really deep and it it deals with so many complex issues again and i think it handles most of them really really well really really Uh, well um, what would people have been happy with do you think if we had if it had been like if we were on like the last of us 16 and it was the same mechanic (laughs) of joel moving ellie round on a on a pallet because she can't swim that game would have got panned the story would be hyped as being unrealistic and people be asking for something different I, i just thought it was incredibly brave and a very mature piece of uh, of media up there with any film or TV I've seen in a long time. Before we walking dead terrible because Glenn gets killed by Negan. Never going to yeah, exactly. walk exactly. Exactly. Um, can we? Uh, can you take some listener comments as well? I take a bathroom break and I will get back to my uh, thoughts on the gameplay. If that's okay. Unbelievable. Okay, so. <laughs> The celebrity's going because he's got the bladder the size of a walnut. We've got Finster Gamer. As with everything nowadays, he said, I think Last of Us 2 is a tale of too extreme and unreasonable views. There are those who hold an unwarranted loathing for it due to it being uh, due to being an Xbox fanboy, an unadulterated homophobe, or just being disproportionately annoyed that the story didn't pan out exactly how they wanted it. On the flip side of that, the opposing view is it the best is it the best thing since sliced bread? Ten out of ten, groundbreaking, game of the decade, masterpiece. This feels like overcompensation by the PlayStation fanboys who don't want to admit that a PS game can be anything less than perfection. Long story short, not a single person on either side would ever admit that it's quite good looking. Interestingly told, seven to eight out of ten game. I think if you played it, Finster would be right up your street, to be fair, but uh some solid points there about fanboyism on both sides probably I think some of these games do get an extra point here or there hmm. some of these scores hailing in from multi-format sites and magazines uh, so it's hard It's hard to know I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10 I'd give it a 9 I definitely would just for the story alone I think a game, if it gets 10 out of 10, it really needs to be the cure to some sort of illness, But because uh, that's to say it's absolute perfection. And it's not absolute perfection, but it, it comes pretty close to a, an absolutely standout piece of media. Uh, Comic Pictures 79 says, uh, haven't played it, like the original, very decent game, but like so many nowadays, very far from 10 out of 10. It was made out to be no longer of PlayStation, uh, so I can't play the sequel. May play it eventually after five after the PlayStation 5 comes out because the PlayStation 4 will be dirt cheap. But I've read, seen, heard so much about how it's the best, worst, most significant game ever that it's kind of put me off. 
It's a shame, uh, Adam. Think exclusives on both big platforms get overinflated scores just because of their exclusivity and people's brand loyalty. Uh, I can see a point, I can see a point being added on for a PlayStation magazine uh, to make it a ten out of ten or a nine out of ten. For me, if I was to weight the game up, I think it would be late eights, early nines. Personally, if I was to have, to, if I had to put a score on it, um, yeah, it's hard to score the game because, you know, from a story point of view, I've not played anything quite as compelling as that. And I actually feel like at times it took the storytelling of Red Dead and made that look very sort of silly and derivative at times. I actually thought that the story in Last of Us carried more weight. See uh, Pliskin, the big bull, has uh, marched down from the top field and he says, I've never played The Last of Us or its sequel. As much as I like Naughty Dog for Uncharted and Jack and Daxter, this story- series was a bit too grim and dark for me. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you at times. It was hard to play. Uh, to get into the exact move the devs wanted me to be in. And since I said that, even with my lack of experience, the amount of dirt that Part 2 was dragged through in the past few months was, I think, unwarranted, especially with the review bombing. Yeah, I find that review bombing ridiculous uh, on launch weekend. Why is it that some people are okay despising a game they haven't ever played? Or just now, or just reviewed it was bad just because they heard it was bad. It's like my opinions towards Death Stranding again. Yes, very much. Sleepless skin. Do you want to do retro gamer, Thomas? Can you hear me? Okay. Absolutely fine. Excellent. Um, yeah, just touching on Sleepless skin's comments there of like this review bombing malarkey and stuff. I mean, I think anyone with half a brain cell realizes what's happening when it suddenly plummets like that. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd warn anyone to to take those with a pinch of salt. A lot of the reviews, the different people have probably not played get the it. game and go into it with an open mind. Yeah. Obviously, if you've sat here and listened to all this to this point, and you've not, you know, on PlayStation, <laughs> you haven't played the game, you've had it fully spoiled. Then you know, maybe give it six months to a year and pick it up then. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Give um, me some Retro Gamer Thomas and we'll hear your thoughts on the gameplay. Cool. Uh, retro Gamer Thomas says, I haven't played it yet, but can't wait as I've heard nothing but awesome things about it and I absolutely love the first one. It's a shame with the morons bombing Metacritic and as the game got quite more of a up-to-date view on relationships, there's the sad people that have to have their say on why it's wrong. But all of uh, they're doing is giving Naughty Dog more publicity and it's faster so PlayStation exclusive in the UK. So, Unlucky morons. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Um, it does what's, deal with some... What's your thoughts then? Well, we'll come back to that. Yeah. But what's your thoughts on the gameplay? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I know, I see what you mean. I think it's good. It has that strong story because that gameplay, I don't know whether it would last over 25, 30 hours mm. uh, as well without that drive. I think there's some really nice... Um, sort of really good animations in there and oh yeah i'm I'm not the thing is it's naughty dog at their absolute height of their game i think that the gameplay yeah. is is good and there's enough tweaks from one to this one to make it interesting but they can't they can't redesign the wheel so the story yeah. is kind of what keeps it going i you know i had some really fraught moments where i mean i've 
this is this is my take on it. I don't know how you play it, but I see it as like a, I've said this in a couple of early in the show with Bobby. I see it like a puzzle game almost. You get into an area, you've only got yeah. a certain amount of bullets, bottles, bricks, uh, arrows, or whatever, and there's a certain number of enemies. Normally, more than you've got bullets or ammo for. So you need to find and I. I've died countless times trying to do a certain area, and each time it's like, right, so they, I need to nail headshot in them, headshot in them, bow and arrow there, slide over there, Molotov in there, do this, do that. And you kind of get this routine that you kind of brain's broken down. I'm sure everyone plays it differently, but for me, it's like, right, this is the order of things I need to do it in. Because it's freeform, it doesn't always work every time. Like you miss a shot, then you struggle. So you, 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 you're already into like a a melee battle with the second guy and that raises the alert and then, you know, a clicker comes in or, or something worse happens. And it's like, you know, that's to me the fun aspect of the gameplay. I don't know how you play it and whether that lends to your opinion of it. Um, one thing I'd say is I, I kind of wish I'd played it on hard straight away, but I did enjoy having the extra resources on the normal mode of, of having a little bit more ammo, a little bit more craft. I never found that I was running out of gear. Uh, I always seem to have plenty of first aid kits, uh, plenty of Molotovs, bombs, reasonable amount of ammo, enough to fight. Um, yeah, I just found sometimes I'd got myself, if there was a couple of these stages strung together, I'd find myself in one of these stages where I just didn't quite have enough to just walk through and shoot them in the face easy peasy. Yeah, um, I think the normal mode is, is quite nicely balanced. I think um, if you want a tougher experience, obviously play on the hard mode and, and it's it's not too much of a jump up. Well, I think um, I think a new game plus on hard mode would be um, would that's be the perfect balance. Yeah, that's what I'm tackling at the minute, and it seems to be uh, nice. I, I think it works really well. Uh, a few of the highlights for me, and, and just touching quickly there, one thing I'd like to see more of is when you clear those enemies, the the tense music or like the background ambience ambient noise stops. So you know you're safe. Mm. But I didn't mm. notice. I remember working on a workbench and it was probably a scripted scene or it might have just been... But an infected just came out of nowhere and attacked me while I was on the workbench. And usually that's a sign of safety that you can use the workbench and, and just craft your gear. I think it would have been great to have even more of that um, and have that all constant sense of, of fear. Of, yeah. I've got to weigh up whether I've got time to just do this on the workbench because that's how it would be. It wouldn't be like, you're okay, there's no enemies in like a 10-mile radius. I quite like that little Uncharted-style drum to let you know that, right, you, yeah. can, you can chill now and you can yeah. go in every yeah, drawer I mean, and do yeah. uh, go, go looking. Why... But that happened to me, by the way, but I don't think it's scripted. I think in some of the open-world environments, if a window's been broken and you yeah, recently get to... they can get to you yeah i think that, i think that's 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 cool um i i kind of agree with you on the the little noise when it goes it is a sigh of relief and you can oh, just think right yeah. can, because otherwise you'll probably miss out on a lot of loot and a lot of the collectibles um standout moments for me i think the flashback where Joel's with Ellie and they try to make it to the music shop to get some guitar strings. It's very simple, like a little flashback, nice, builds a relationship a bit more. But the, the bit where you're fighting the bloater and you think you're about to die because it goes into the death animation. And yeah. Joel just comes out of nowhere that, with that machete and takes down a bloater, which were, from 
part one we're led to believe are pretty much tanks. He yeah. just takes it down with a machete and you're like, yeah, that kind of gives him a bit of a redemption of being a badass, even though obviously he goes down quite early in the game and, and gets killed. Um, but yeah, that, that was cool. I really enjoyed the sniper battle playing as Abby and her friend. And I honestly thought this guy was one of the religious crazies like the Sephirites. I thought he's just got us pinned down. And as you get closer and closer, and then it goes into a cutscene, you realise it's actually Tommy. I was like, I, forgot, I completely forgot he was here. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. From a gameplay standpoint of view, I enjoyed the boss fight down at Ground Zero with Abby against that Rat King or whatever they call it. Yeah, it's called um, the Rat King, isn't it? I called that. Yeah. I said, I wonder if a load of creatures have grown into each other. Yeah, um, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool because you kind of know there's a little inkling of like, this is Ground Zero. Whatever's down here is going to have been down here the longest amount of time. I was like, because yeah. I know they teased like there's going to be some new enemies and we hadn't seen many up to that point. Yeah. Um, I, there's so many great standout moments. I'm sure I'm going to forget some. I think going down that big hotel with Abby after going across the Skywalk, that was really well done. Yeah. And showed she's got like proper human fears of like afraid of the height of where she was. Yeah, oh, going, uh, going down through that hotel with uh, Lev was, uh, yeah. oof, you know, although they, they were quite skillful in the way that you fell off and then threw into the swimming pool, so you didn't have to go through, like, as many floors to get down. I thought that yeah. was quite cool. That was, like, yeah, a fast-forward no, moment almost. Yeah, I, I kind of just want, I wanted to get through, but I was actually enjoying the tenseness of But when of they give situation. you a story reason of needing to get somewhere to get medical equipment, you kind of feel rushed it feels wrong in those moments to be going through every drawer. Yeah, yeah, it That's does. how I played um, it. It was like, no, I'll, yeah. I don't want to look for cards right now. I, I, I'm kind of invested in making this feel quite realistic to get this stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think, um, the. I must admit, I found myself enjoying the game the most. It, those That opening bit where you go with Ellie and Dina into Seattle and it just feels a lot bigger. Um, and you go down into that. I found like a, a bank robbery gone wrong that they chose to do on. You see, uh, I never saw that. Day. I never saw that. I thought that was excellent. I never saw um, that. Oh, mate. And I don't know why, but I'm looking forward to going back through and seeing some of that. I just felt like yeah. I did the music shop and then it felt like the game was ushering Maria along. So I kind of just went with what I felt was the game's speed and narrative. I kind of picked up the pace of the game. Yeah. And it directed me. It was like, we've done that now. We better do this. So I didn't realize that would then close off that open area to me. Um, it's but a little bit of a shame back, it does that, but yeah, I'll get to play you it can again. see what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will do a hard new game plus playthrough uh, and then just, just pick up the rest. But- before we touch before we touch on the ending and, and round it out, uh, let's do the the last comments. Oh, what did you think about the dinosaurs and the space? Oh, that was brilliant. That was just a nice flashback again, building the bonds between Ellie and Joel. And and, and what did showing... you think? Uh, I like that as well. Uh, so it was just nice to get your. Cause I don't want to go too much into that because I think it's one of the one of the nicer moments of the game and it'd be nice if we left yeah. that kind of untouched. What did you think about the uh, the digital sex scene? I think it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? I think people are making a controversy out of something that's one of the most natural things in the world. 
<laughs> it's an 18 rated Fine. game. I thought yeah. it was handled right. pretty realistic and eloquently. Yeah. Um, it was a little awkward to watch, but only because I'd grown to know these characters. And I often find in situations like this, even like TV, it's like, this would be classier if we just panned away. Like some of the stuff in Game of Thrones, it's like, do we really need to see it yeah. in detail? Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it would have been probably better, Pat, even if it is an 18. It's like, yeah, we could we could have had that damned down a little bit. It, it doesn't, I didn't really think too much of it. I just kind of like, okay, that's fine. Um, well, let's... The, um... Yeah, let, let's, uh, let's have a, I think Mike JMSB is a new listener. What's he got to say, Tom? I hated the first game, just couldn't click with it at all. Uh, so I had pretty low expectations for this first one. I've never been so glad I was wrong. It does have a weird, uh, have its weird, wonderful moment, uh, sorry, weird and dull moments with the story at times. But they're easy to forget when you think about everything else the game has to offer. Absolutely fantastic. One of the best PS4 games. Okay. That's interesting, isn't it? He didn't like the first one, um, but loved the second one. I think probably the first one feels a little clunky now, doesn't it? So that might put some people off, especially when you, you have the fluidity of, of the second one and the combat and how slick it is and how much better it feels. I did like... Um, sorry, just one last thing about the gameplay. is the difference between Ellie and Abby. Abby is a, a, a stronger physical person she, she, so she plays more i feel like you know if this was back in the day they'd have just done a character switch for joel because she has the shiv deaths and uh, yeah. and other bits and bobs and she has that more physicality so she can fight mm. in that way uh yeah another listener who's got in touch new listener sony you've had a backward and forward with on the instagram and they've probably owned you intelligence wise which is why you've left instagram but they said the game was rubbish <laughs> I've only played half of it. Sold it after the Abbey Switch. I ain't playing no poop like that. Well, some of that eloquence, we can only imagine. Uh, I implore them to finish the game. Yeah, just because <sighs> we'll get to the ending. You know, let's do the ending now. Obviously, you know, the worst thing Abbey. is what a lot of the people who who have chose to do that then go and watch the rest or like watch snippets on YouTube to get how the story ends, so they don't get the weight. And, and all the other little intricacies of, of the whole story throughout no, the discount. No. I don't like that. I know uh, this particular commenter put a great big spoiler in the comment section, which uh, is not acceptable either. Well, so it was on an older post, so it wasn't that easy for people to see, but obviously yeah. because I police the Instagram page, I did actually stumble across it and half read it when I was about a third of the way into the game. Exactly, yeah. And I was like, oh, goodness sake. Like, I understand yeah. you're upset, but like I want to enjoy this. Think before you speak. Yes, very much so. And let, let's Re- get to that, that ending, because much like Return of the King, Tom, Last of Us 2 has about three endings. Obviously, you extract revenge. I mean, that first game, that, that first what I would call ending, where you play as Abby versus Ellie, Ellie is terrifying, mate. I'm telling you now. After playing all the way through, yeah, after playing that last, the mid-third, all the way through as Abby and really starting to feel for her as a character. And and one thing that struck me about Abby is the just sheer loneliness of the girl. Like, she's lost her dad, her boyfriend's dating somebody else. 
She's now wrapped up in the uh, WLF move after getting sort of the Fireflies had the guts ripped out of them by Joel and the loss of her father and they had nothing to really work towards without the cure anymore. So they disbanded. Uh, she's just lonely, mate. And I picked up on that so much. She was, everyone yeah. else had relationships and someone was borrowing her room so we could sleep with this girl, this yeah. girl. And, you know, Abby just kind of bounces around. She's, she's really become a, a good soldier because she's got, she doesn't know what else to do. And yeah. in a world of survival, again, if you just skip through and be like, oh, it's the Abby bit boring, you don't get this nuance of her character, which really, you, you do that bit where you think you fight Ellie and you, you beat her, basically. And again, spoilers, Ellie I think that would... murders your ex-boyfriend's pregnant girlfriend, which sends... Yeah. Which sends Ellie, without knowing, yeah, without knowing, which makes Ellie yeah. very, very sad, but sends Abby into a rage. Uh, as Ellie, you also kill the beloved dog, uh, which yeah. then when you see that from Abby's point of view, getting to that same moment, you 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 gutted, you yeah. gutted, aren't you? Ellie makes yeah. a comment when she's walking through the aquarium of like, what have these sickos been doing? When actually they're actually amputating a a, a young scar yeah. girl's arm to stop her from dying. Yeah, which I thought that's a good parallel. Yeah, and then obviously when you go through as as uh, Abby, you kind of know all this. You see the dead dog. You see your your murdered ex boyfriend and his his current girlfriend who's pregnant with his child. So you've still got feelings for. So this this obviously enraged Abby, but then you end up in the in the boss fight, and Abby ends up getting the better of Ellie uh, and goes to kill uh, Dana and stops because her conscience lev says just let it go when you know yeah abby could have extracted revenge at that point chose not to yeah uh because she saw the parallels of her being a better person than ellie of not killing a pregnant girl so that ends and then um the bit i also had a spoiler because i stumbled across a picture of um Ellie on a tractor in one of the building in one of the earlier scenes, she references them just living a happy life on a farm. So I saw yeah. that picture and was like, Oh, I guess that's the end. So I was happy when I found out that wasn't the end. Uh, but that time yeah. on the farm was quite sweet. I thought. Yeah, I think that's really nicely done and shows the effects of um, PTSD uh, and, and that, it wouldn't just be all happy families like living there and she's got some dark stuff to deal with. Even just the whole experience of that Seattle journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she, to be fair. she, she's ex, she's experienced that at a younger oh, age in the first game. But Spare a moment for the horse as well, by the way, who you oh, think yeah, is going to be your steed and shimmers just yeah. sort of. <laughs> yeah. See you later. See you um, later. Yeah. I think, Cut into that prologue, at, um, epilogue, sorry, at the farm. It was really, it was really well done. And some people are moaning about the clumsiness of the way Tommy comes in. It's like, you promised me that we'd end this, blah, blah, blah. It was a little bit out of character for him in some ways that, mm. like, well, it, it, he's just so caught up in the revenge for it now that he's forgot that Ellie is just a, a young woman trying to make her way in the world. and. Yeah, I, I kind of, I based on the character and the story to that point, I just didn't think she would go. I thought that would be the end of yeah. the game, and that would be maybe leaving it open for a third one where you play as him, maybe. 
Yeah, that's one little gripe with it. I think the way I was reading the character, I was like, I don't think she'd have left Dina and a baby for, for going on another revenge mission. No. But when when you do go on that revenge mission or you, you set off and then you play as you play as Abby and you're exploring that house. She's obviously the follow on is that she's looking for the fireflies. That's oh, mate. Like how much did you just want when the, the, um, the joy in her face when she gets, finally gets the, um, the communication back the other way through the radio and, and here's a, that, yeah, we're, we're doing okay. We are the fireflies. Yeah. We're still around. It's yeah. like, yes, I'm going to get to see them and that's going to tie all that up. But it doesn't go that way, does it? No, it doesn't. She gets captured by some strange, and I never could quite really work out what they were doing. But they were. I think they're very, like human human traffickers, aren't they? It's like human slave traffickers, or they're definitely slavers. I I didn't find yeah. any. I couldn't. I was looking desperately for bits of paperwork, and I'm sure there are some that sort of tell you what they were up to. Um, but anyway, I do. I do oh, sorry, I do, I do like the the way. Like obviously, Abby's caught off guard. I think physically, she could have probably handled herself uh, against those two or three people that from the Rattlers, that that slaver gang. Yeah, uh, but I do kind of like to see them get the comeuppance when they come across Ellie, and they kind of think, well, she's pretty well, vulnerable. What I liked about that is you saw what they did to Abby, and you get to extract revenge as Ellie. So only a game could ever give you that satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then you you then obviously pick up the you pick up the scent of Abby as Ellie. Uh you you yeah. find this this is this is months on, so time has passed since Abby was captured. And you kind of make your way you, you follow a breadcrumb trail basic that leads you to the um the base of these guys and you get inside um which I did, I achieved relatively easily because they've actually got some uh, runners chained up that you can release to wreak havoc on this place. Um, and I yeah, just that hid. Was good fun. I hid while they, I yeah. think maybe that was done <laughs> to make sure that last section was not too difficult. Um, I finished the game. Yeah. I got I got to the farm bit real late one night and I was like, oh, crikey. And then it carried on. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just see if I can get this bit done. <laughs> and I got to that and got a bit stuck. But when I'd yeah. had a good night's sleep and went back to it, I just waltzed through that section easy peasy. Because yeah. um, you get that um, very like awesome MP5 with a silencer as well. And you just feel, yeah, I can deal with a little bit more now. And also do yeah. it silently as well. Yeah, and I think that this was just all a premise to get you to the end in which you you find Abby at this point. You you get inside and you free some oh, slaves right. and they yeah. say, Oh, Abby's outside on the beach, even if she's still yeah. alive. And you get outside and I couldn't find her at first because I was looking for the big arms, you know. And it was like, Same. I can't Same. find her, I can't find her, I can't find her. I walked around all these crosses. Now, I think they did it on purpose. I don't think the prompt to interact with her was there until I'd done a lap or yeah. two of these Show things, which, which really brought it home to me. Because when it finally popped up with the X or triangle to go speak to her, you're like, "Is that, that's not her. That's not her. Her hair's been cut and she is, her face is all cut. And obviously the graphics in this or game. Or sunburn as well, isn't it? Or sunburn, her face is cut, her arms have gone like to a third of the She's size. She's just frail. And another reason why I think they actually 
beefed her up a little bit in the early part of the game because then you do see such a stark contrast. Yeah. So you let her down. She can't believe it's you of all people that's actually come to a saviour, but she doesn't realise you actually want to kill her. And I think at this point, Ellie was in two minds because she saw how broken her and Lev were. Yeah, like she, she just goes, I think, something along the lines of Abby's like, there's some boats this way and you kind of tail off and think, you're just going to let her go. Mm-hmm. She's like suffered enough and then you, Ellie gets flash, flashes of light, Joel just laid dying. Um, then they... But I found, it, I found it interesting. We go into this sort of boss battle, but it's not. It's just something completely different to... You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the fight in Death Stranding when you fight... Um, oh, what's his name? Higgs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a bit like that, wasn't it? Like there's there's no hoods on the screen at that point. No. And it's very much sort of punch for punch. And I didn't know which way it was going to go. But I, I, I did not want, I did not want and had trouble pressing the punch button to take yeah. Abby down. I felt so sorry for her. And it, me as a person, I'd been forced to fit. This is why I don't understand why people haven't played it all the way through. Because by the time I'd known everything about Abby... By the time I'd got to that point and had played it through, I I I was struggling to put myself through the, the punches, the visceral punches of Abby, who said, I yeah. don't want to fight you, I just want to get left to safety. A young teenage yeah. boy uh, or girl who who she wants to just get to safety. And it's yeah. like, what what's happening? You know, why do... I was going to put the controller down and just let it just unfold because I thought, well, maybe this just sorts itself out. And Abby did actually kill me. So it was like, all right, so I've got to beat her. And I did do, I did obviously beat her. And then she bites your fingers off, which has a, it plays into something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Ellie can't actually bring herself to go through with it. Can she? And this all takes place. I thought rather eloquently because all the way through up until this point, the opening menu of the game where you click continue or options or whatever is over a boat. Uh, there's a boat just bobbing against a, a piece of um, wood, like an old stanchion. And the boat's just sort of bobbing on a very realistic sea and knocking against this post. And all the way through, I was like, I wonder why that's there. I wonder why that's there. But when we get to the end, <laughs> yeah. we realise yeah. that's the actual place where all this visceral end battle takes place um i thought i just at that point i was all in on the game i was like i'm so glad they made me play as abby i'm so glad i've seen it from two points of view i'm so glad that i was made to feel these feelings of guilt of sadness of remorse of happiness disgust is it you know i said to my father i was like i don't think a film unless you did a whole film from one person's point of view and then played it from the bad guy of the first film's point of view where you're actually thinking the other person's the bad guy there's Wait, no maybe, other maybe, media that could do that no i think the closest i've seen in film is probably um letters from I- I- iwo jima and flags for our fathers it's perspective of a uh, uh, japanese and u.s battle um told as two separate films mm. Clint Eastwood uh, ones um, but yeah I completely agree like I've never played anything like that definitely not and not really seen much like that it's a, a clever idea and 
shows that there are two sides to every story. Yeah, I think uh, from my point of view, I, I thought it was a great game. And that's why I would give it very late eights and a nine. Like I say, I don't think I'd give any game a 10 because that's no. got to cue with some sort of childhood, child illness, isn't it? You know, yeah. across the world, it's perfection personified. You could use this game to to bless someone and cure them of leprosy. Uh, and it, it, it's not that, but for the feelings it made me feel, much like Death Stranding, I have to say, I would give this game a, a, a solid nine. If if I was yeah. forced to knock it down for fanboyism, it would be very late eight, yeah. um, just for that reason. And I think if anyone played it, if hadn't heard this spoilerific uh, podcast of ours, there would be... Uh, They'd probably be inclined to agree. Tom, send us to the bridge with Retro Collector Ray and, and then maybe your last thoughts as a wrap-up. Thanks, mate. Okay, so Retro, Retro Collector Ray. I haven't played it, but watched a few playthroughs. I thought it was ace. Um, if it was tweaked a little for it to flow better, it would be amazing, and the Abbey section could have been a whole separate game. Could have. As uh, someone who isn't attached to the characters, it was good to see the actions of Joel catch up with it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, isn't it? Um, yeah. And probably something to end on, that your actions do finally catch up with you and they have consequences. Um, yeah, like I say, as, if we'd as, been on uh, Last of Us 5 and he was still romping around killing people without any thoughts yeah. or rhyme or reason, would we think it was? Would we still want a Last of Us game? Like, I don't know exactly. where the franchise is going to go after this. I mean, I'd quite like to follow Abby's story, but... Are the same detractors on the internet going to yeah. kick off? <laughs> I think um, it's a, it is a shame, and I don't know whether we will see that. They'd have to be really brave to pull that off, and hopefully there are more people who feel the same as, as we do about that story. Well, we would um, love to hear from people if they've had the same experiences of us as more and people now clock the finish yeah. of the game and, and it ends. Um, I'd love for people to reach out to us and we can maybe revisit that at some point in time with more people's opinion on, on the finished game. Yeah, I know a lot of people's gripes about Ellie's split choice at the end where she kind of forgives Abby to some extent and lets her go. Um, and people are saying, well, she's just slain through about 100 baddies through the whole game. My argument there is, you're talking about story and gameplay, two different things. You've got mm. to have those actions of like taking people out and shooting and stuff to to make it a video game in some extent. Yeah, you have. And in those instances, she's fighting for survival, whereas Abby, she's she's tracked down. She has hunted her. Yeah, she's um, gone out of her way to find this person to extract yeah, revenge. Where it, where the, the 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 choices she makes when you're playing the game as a video game uh controlling the character they are made of like well if i don't do this i will die so it's a completely different take on on that situation but yeah um thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed it as a game as a story excellent if you own a ps4 you've played last of us one don't hesitate to pick it up um you might not like it I'm not going to say you will try to avoid all, all of the spiel on the internet. That includes us as well, like good and bad, just to avoid as much as possible and just go, go play it from start mm. to finish. As the games director said, nothing can compare from playing it from start to finish. And that's so true. Mm, very, very true. Uh, in fact, yeah, yeah, I've, 
I've played it on PS3 and the DLC, I think, on PS4 or 3. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm tempted to blast through The Last of Us Remastered on PS4, which I've only briefly had a foray with, and then go back into this on Hard Mode Plus just to see yeah. it all through. I think that would I, be... I really enjoy When it. I get round to it, I think that's what I'll do. Um, I'm quite excited yeah. by the idea, to be fair. Um, right. I think, I think we've probably... Time to climb down off our soapboxes, it Tom. It's, yeah. uh, what's he been up to this week? Um, well, he has been delivering hate mail. Has he? To Neil Druckmann, yeah. that's what he's he doing. He has. He, Stings wasn't happy with the story, but we, we talked him round and we gave him our perspective and he's calmed down a bit. Now, he's so. calmed down. Okay, well, he has, yeah. here he comes up the drive as always. Those pebbles, Tom, hitting those mud flaps in exactly the same way. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit natties and the dodgy copy of our friend all this week? These are the new release highlights for the week 29th. June 29th to July 5th, 2020. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical and will be by the time this podcast in your feed, but could be region dependent. Tom, do you have a mummy with uh, me? Yeah, it's the second one. Uh, okay. There's only three, There's only three, isn't there? And mine's the second one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the last one, although based on my current opinion <laughs> of it, you know, whatever. I think if you get that physical, if you, if you get the last one physical... And don't pay the full monies I did for it. You probably won't feel as bummed out. But uh, yeah, yeah. So first, okay. So I'm picking out first of all what we got here: The Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Three on Switch, June thirtieth. Ren- uh, Reen Schwarzer uncovers a dark plot that threatens his homeland to face their enemies. He must prepare a new generation of heroes as an instructor at a new branch campus and guide them towards victory. Next up, uh, my mummy mummy pick is the wonderful 101 remastered, available on the PC, PS4, and the Switch uh, US physical June 30th, EU physical July 3rd. Um, from Platinum Games, creators of the Bayonetta series, Astral Chain, Near Automata, and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, comes the wonderful 101 remastered. The game will be Platinum Games' first self-published title and there's a powered-up version of the wonderful 101, which was originally released on the Nintendo Wii U on September 15, 2013. That long Lucky. ago. Really? The wonderful 101 remastered offers the unprecedented ability to control 100 heroes at once, with the flowing controls and dynamic action are a Platinum Games hallmark. It's all brought together by a pulse-pounding tale of heroic bravery and friendship standing tall against evil and his Platinum Games for the most ambitious offering to date. Hideo Kamiya, director of Wonderful 101, has supervised the master and added numerous improvements to ensure that this game can be more easily and thoroughly enjoyed by all and on various platforms and with improved visuals, frame rate and loading time for an enhanced experience on all fronts. Uh, if you like... You sort of platinum games, action games, uh, and also anything of that sort of vein, Ninja Gaiden, Devil May Cry. I'm looking, that's reminded me of Astral Chain. I thought that was getting a PS4 release. I was quite looking forward to playing that because I've seen you play think, it and thought that looks great. Yeah, I think um, I think Astral Chain could probably see a, a release on the PS4 as well uh, and potentially Xbox. Uh, but yeah... Wonderful 101. A, a good little game, that, for the Wii U. Um, I don't think it's... When they're coming out with stuff like the most ambitious um, game yet and things like that, it's, like, it's, it's really not. 
Astral Chain was a lot more ambitious. Um, it, you can definitely tell it is a little bit of an older game now. Um, it, it's got a few flaws and stuff, but what, yeah, overall, that's your mummy, mummy, is it? It is, yeah. Okay, um, what's your VHS pick? Oh, oh no! Uh, read your read your game pick, Arn. Okay, I'll, well, I'll my VHS pick. It's actually a dodgy DVD copy that Stingray's got, and uh, a guy with a top hat gets up halfway through it. But it's it's three hundred. The Frank Miller comic adaptation. Yes, yes. What a great film that is. Yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a, it's a shame uh, Sting's only got a cam copy of it, but he's still never replaced <laughs> after all these years. And we've me and you have watched the wheels off it eating Haribo on uh, Mumsy's carpet. My mummy, mummy game is, and I implore you, I implore you, I implore you, if you're going to pick this up, get the physical version. It's twenty nine ninety nine. Don't make the mistake I did of getting the digital deluxe version. The only one I did look for a normal digital version where I didn't have all that tra- uh, clap trap and tap round down my throat. But the cretins at Sony felt compelled to make me buy that one. Um, Is it? Uh, there's a edition that comes with two uh, move controllers as well. Yeah, that that's correct? that's that's more money. Yeah, that's probably only yeah. ten pound more than I paid. So uh, what a doofus I am. Anyway, <laughs> Marvel's Iron Man VR on PSVR due July third. Uh, I don't want to to give it its due. Some bits are cool, but the loading for me is a, is a game breaker. Tony Stark has retired from making weapons and instead creates technology used to battle evil as Iron Man. After several years as the world famous superhero, Tony is attacked by the mysterious ghost, a hacker and anti-corporate activist who repurposes old Stark industries weapons in her efforts to topple his empire. Ghost attacks Stark's corporate locations around the world, leading to ever escalating stakes and a final showdown. Key features using two PS Move motion controllers, fire up Iron Man's repulsor jets and blast into the sky. Yeah, that's cool. With an arsenal of iconic Iron Man gear at your fingertips. Also pretty cool. Face off against one of Iron Man's greatest foes in high-stakes, action-packed battles. Upgrade tech in Tony Stark's garage to customise Iron Man's sleek armour and awesome abilities. That's also kind of cool. Uh, Tom, boot popped. The man disappears almost as quickly as he appears. Heck, you know, it happens so quickly and quietly, he doesn't even get a sound effect for his exit. Tom? I did manage to grab my VHS as he sped off. He nearly took my hand off in what, the what did you catch. What did you pull out? Uh, a Lethal Weapon 1. A Richard Why Donner classic. Not? Why not? What a great film. Well Purely done. for the end fight between um, Gary Boosie and Mel Gibson. Perfect. Really well done, that is. <laughs> great film. Um that puts us well into the uh, aspect of the show. If they paid attention at the end, they know I'm going to ask you what you're hoping to play. Uh, I will be continuing my new game plus on Last of Us Part 2. Um, the usual online tat and getting myself hyped up for Ghost of Tsushima, which is another yeah, big release soon. on the horizon. I think we'll you'll find probably. Um, if Iron Man had been maybe. a better game, that would have been three for three, knocked straight out of the ballpark. But they've I feel they've dropped the ball a little bit, especially with the extra time that they were given on Iron Man VR. I've been hyping this game for quite some time, and when I finally get it in my hands, it's okay. It's six, seven, max. Max, it's a seven. Uh, yeah. I'm only halfway through, so maybe I'll change my mind and I'll report back next episode. But... Other than that, I'll be finishing off Battlefront 2. 
I implore you to check the story out on that. I think many of your skills. Now you've got that, are we actually going to? You and James need to get online with me. No, mate. Can, no. Uh, as soon as I finish oh. the one player, I'm deleting it. It's 120 gigs of obnoxious multiplayer nonsense. And then it's I'll a play. lot of fun. It's a no, lot. No, it's fun. not. Die. It Back is, all the way to honestly. the start. Run all the way through again. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. Some kid on the mic moaning on about his opinions. I don't care about his opinions. You can have private party chat. I keep telling you this. Why do I want to speak to you? I do that for two hours a week. Oh, unbelievable. I don't want to to blow any more hot air up your backside. I'm not being paid to sit down for two hours and make you feel good on Battlefront by you killing me in a room of just me and you. Oh, well done. You've done it again. Oh, great. I'm dead. Oh, Tom, you're amazing. You know, no one wants to hear that. I can't put myself through it. I love to hear that. Check Um, page five, subsection six, clause A. Annex C. I'll have a read. It was that heavy. It had to be delivered in a parcel box rather than an envelope. The only way for me to be able to get my way over you is by tying you up in legal knots, which is why I've got annex and subsections all over the place. I know you won't okay. read past page one, which is basically <laughs> asking what he's been playing. Oh, and also contractually obliged to ask him what he's hoping to play on completion of him asking you, which I think you've done, haven't you? Or did I, I just I tell you? I, think, I just I think told you. Just you told anyway. me. Yeah. Oh, a bit more snatcher, and probably over the weekend, Sunday evening, I might enjoy a little bit more MLB on the Vita and some Yakuza maybe today and tomorrow. So, yeah, a little bit of everything, really. Very good. I want to stream at 3.15 of uh, Stardew Valley. So oh, I don't know how you commit to that every day. You've got more patience than me. <sighs> the fans want content, so we provide them it. You do them a good service, I'll give you that. For free, they get it's an a good awful journey, lot yeah. of content out of us, don't they? Absolutely. Well, out of you, I, I, I turn up for a Well, bit. you're the premium product, so if we rolled you out on every episode, <laughs> you see, I'm like the little, I'm like the Tesco value your beans. Sunday night, Your Sunday night heat, I'm Raw is War. Yeah, and, and SmackDown all coupled together in a platinum experience. I'm like, the, I'm like that highlight Mania. I'm the highlight reel on Facebook that gets pumped out. I'm like, yeah, there where you go. Cut, where they cut out the chair shots and stuff. Yeah, and all, all yeah. the good bits, basically. <laughs> That's me. Cool. Well, it's been nice to catch up. Yes, I'll it has. I'll see you again next week. Oh, you need the, you need the, uh, the outro. Well, I'm that. I'm a little bit nervous of all the death threats that we're probably going to get for having an opinion on uh, Last of Us 2 and thinking it was okay. Um, well, more than okay, actually, based on what we've just rambled on about. But uh, that'd probably be the last show we ever do. Uh, and I yeah. guess that's it then. So we have time for this week. Listeners, always thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do that counts. Tom? Take care. It's been a pleasure. Speak to you soon. Take care, Tom. You too. Take care. Bye.